You are going to love this episode and it will be useful regardless of where you are with social media marketing. Maybe you already do it and you're really active, but you want to improve the results that you're getting. Or maybe you just want to get started and today I'll give you some pointers on how to do that. Or maybe you've been doing it for a while, but it's feeling a bit stale, it needs dusting off the shelf. Maybe it's gone a bit dead and you need to give it a jump start. I'll be sharing so many ideas with you today. So grab something to write with or open your notes app and get ready for lots and lots of ideas. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I hope that you find this episode useful. If you're new to this podcast, each week I share fluff-free, actionable ideas tailored to education businesses that you can mould to suit your needs. And finally, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on iTunes or follow and subscribe on whichever platform you choose. Thank you once again for tuning in. Now, I'm a huge fan of social media marketing. Anyone who's connected with me will see how active I am. At the moment, the only platform that I'm not very active on is Twitter. It's just one that I can't really get my head around. I can't get into it. But otherwise, I'm really, really active. And I've tried loads of other marketing methods. I have email marketing in place. I have this podcast. In the past, I've tried blogging. But I keep coming back to pouring my energy into social media. And I'll tell you why. Social media has been amazing for my business because it gives me so many different ways to present my content. I can be really creative and I can really enjoy it. But most importantly, it's helped me build relationships with people in a way that I just can't do with any other marketing method. I shared recently how a couple of people recently joined the Tutors Mastermind after we'd been speaking to each other on and off through social media. We were just commenting on each other's stories, we were sending messages to each other, we were supporting each other and from that we built this really lovely relationship. We didn't do it with the intention of working together but it just happened really organically. So I'm a huge fan of social media marketing and I think it's worth the time and the energy because I have got so much out of it and so have so many of my clients. Chances are, actually, maybe you found out about this podcast through social media. So it really has been a great source for me to just meet people and connect with people. So let's get started with some tips on how to really boost your marketing strategy, how to revive it if it's gone a bit stale. My first tip is to triple down on one platform. I'm not going to lie. If you really want results and if you want to boost your results, then it's going to take some energy and some thinking from you. So it's always better to choose just one platform. It means that you won't feel overwhelmed, but also it means that you can really engage with the style of that platform. You can really get into the zone. And as I'll talk about later, you can really learn how to use all the different tools in that platform to the best of your ability. When you're thinking about reviving social media or when you're thinking about really boosting your results, I often liken it to trying to move a stationary car. If the car has broken down and you're trying to get it moving, it takes a lot of strength and a lot of energy. But once it's gained momentum, then it's really easy. And it's the same with social media. For example, when I started on Instagram, it was actually originally for my tuition business, but honestly, I barely used it. So when I changed my focus, I just started posting three times a week. I was finding my way around. I was finding my style. And when I felt comfortable, I then increased it to every day. 
I post every day except for Saturdays, although I post whenever I like in my stories. I saw a massive increase in not only the amount of followers I was attracting, but also in the conversations I was having with people because I was showing up all the time. I was present. I was engaging. And so people were then engaging with me. And actually, Instagram went from being my lowest performing platform to the one I actually meet the most clients through. Even though many of them are connected with me on different platforms, when they answer the where did you hear about me question when booking a call, most of them say Instagram. So choose a platform. Now, the platform you might want to choose depends on the situation you're in. You might want to choose a platform that you're already really active in, where you just want to really optimise your results. Or you might want to choose the platform which isn't performing so well for you and just really focus on that. Now, because you are choosing one platform, you want to create your platform personality, so to speak. So every different platform has got a different style. It's kind of got a different persona and you should be using each platform with a different intention. So when you're creating that personality and that voice, at first it might take some thinking about. I'm not suggesting that you're not yourself. You should be yourself. But just like you would behave differently in different situations, you want to really think about how you're going to get the most out of that platform and what feels really natural to you. And quite honestly, the only way you're going to be able to form that is by using the platform. Really engage in the platform, follow loads of people, connect with loads of people. They don't have to be in your industry, but just start getting involved and very naturally you will find how you feel when you're in that platform and when you're using the platform and that will really steer the style that you present your content in. This sounds weird, but I feel very different when I create content for different platforms. It's something that just kind of feels very natural and I think it's influenced by who I'm connected with on there and the kind of content that I see from other people. And that really leads me to a really important tip. Do make sure that you're curating your connections Make sure that you're following people and that you're connecting with people that you genuinely find interesting. Because if you don't, you're not going to enjoy that platform. You're not going to be able to engage. And you can't blame the platform because you have full control over who fills your news feeds. And that enjoyment is actually really important. And I'll talk a little bit more on that later. So now that you have chosen your platform and you've decided you're going to really triple down on it, The next tip is to have a plan. Now, when I talk about having a plan, I'm not talking about designating each day to a specific style of content. So you know how you sometimes see those alliterative posts where it's Tuesday and so it's time for Tuesday's tip or Monday and, okay, I can't think of anything that starts with M on the spot, but you know what I mean. Now, the reason why I don't think you should do this is actually for two important reasons. The first one is that it's really restrictive. So if you wanted to change things up or let's say you were taking a bit of a break because actually you're really busy, then you don't have very much room for manoeuvre because you already set this pattern. But also it's very repetitive and it doesn't keep it interesting for your audience. Now on the subject of it being repetitive, don't be afraid to change your designs if you use visuals, even if it means veering away from your brand colours. Because If you think about it, when people go on social media, there's a lot going on. They see so much content in just a matter of seconds. And if your content looks the same, let's say your designs on your imagery look the same, then someone might come across that and think, 
I think I've seen that because it looks the same as other content that they've seen from you. And so their chances are they'll actually just scroll by, which you don't want. So keep things varied. And I know that sounds like a lot of work, but it's really not. We're just talking about simple colours. Sometimes, like on Facebook, for example, I just use a different background colour and I put some writing on there. It doesn't have to be fancy. Your image should be a scroll stopper, not an information giver. So you don't have to spend loads and loads of time on your imagery. It just needs to do its job. So avoid being restrictive and avoid being repetitive so that it stays interesting, not just for your audience, but for yourself as well. So when you are thinking about your plan, think about what would make people firstly want to connect with you on that platform and secondly want to stay connected with you on that platform. As I touched on earlier, each platform is different. They have their own style and it means that people respond to each platform differently. For example, in a Facebook group, in that community, that community has a totally different need. People join for a very different reason to why they might connect with you on a different platform. So when you're thinking about your plan, really integrate what works on that platform. And this is gonna take some experimenting. There's no right and wrong. I'm not going to tell you that The way to get success on Instagram is by having this style of content. You have to see what works for you, what works for your audience, and don't be afraid of experimenting. The great thing about social media is that if something doesn't work, it disappears. Social media relies on the recency of content. Just keep experimenting and then you will find what your audience actually like. Now, the word plan, having a plan for your platform, will mean different things to different people. But ultimately, you're using social media to attract clients. So when you're thinking about your plan, when you're crafting your plan, think about what will drive clients to your offers and present it in a way that actually suits that platform. So when you're crafting a plan, think about your offers. Think about how you can sort of drip feed those offers if you've got multiple offers to your audience. Because as I mentioned earlier, social media is a really busy place. And if we try and just say, you know, join the mastermind, listen to my podcast, have some one-to-one mentoring with me all in one go, you're going to bombard people and you're going to overwhelm people. So drip feed what you offer, vary it up. And if you've got any seasonal times where it's a good idea to have a push on a specific offer, then you can plan that in advance as well. So as a GCSE tutor, for instance, I know that December and January, they're really crucial months because my students take their mock exams. So think about those peak times where you can really drive more customers to your offer and think about how you can use the specific tools that each platform gives you. So let's say you've decided you're going to focus on your Facebook group. You might go live, you might use the guides section, you might use polls. These are things that are specific to a Facebook group. Your aim might be or should be to start discussions because it's a community. But on Instagram, you can be a little bit more direct with your sales. You can use tools like story stickers to get some engagement and to find out more about your audience. You can ask followers questions. You still want to start discussions and build relationships, but you can also talk about what you sell and you can offer tips that show off your expertise and you can do it in a way that perhaps is different to your Facebook community. 
So to make sure that you're not under pressure to create fresh content for different platforms, you may have come across the concept of repurposing. Repurposing is essentially when you take a piece of content or you take an idea and you just present that idea in different ways. That way you get more out of that one idea. Now, I think that when you take that approach, there is a risk of again being repetitive. And we don't want to do that because often people are connected with us on different platforms and we want them to be. So the way I like to approach this and what I encourage my clients to do, instead of thinking about it as repurposing, think about it as multiplying. Take one idea and multiply that. So let's say, for instance, I wanted to talk about creative writing. So I might take the problem that I know a lot of children have of when they see a picture prompt, they struggle to generate enough ideas. So I could take that one idea and I can multiply it. Let's say in my Facebook group, I could go live and I could show people a way to generate loads and loads of ideas with a picture prompt. And it could be in the style of kind of like a webinar where I can take questions and answers. Maybe I could create a guide for people to download where Or maybe it's not a guide, maybe it's a template that students can use when they're actually trying to generate ideas. And then on somewhere like, let's say, Instagram, I could create a carousel with a worked example. And I could say to them that if you want my template, come and join my Facebook group. So here I am giving people a reason to want to connect with me in different places. And that's a really important part of having a social media strategy. I'm not suggesting that you have millions of platforms. In fact, one of the mottos that I often use, and you've probably heard me say this, is that just because there are so many platforms out there doesn't mean you need to be on all of them. But you can work with whatever you've got, whether it's one platform, whether it's many, and you can create fresh content for each one without it being really time consuming by using that content multiplier method. So, so far we've talked about how you need to choose one platform and really triple down. And we've talked about making sure that you have a plan. Now, the third thing is if you are changing things around, if you're, you know, if you're really changing your style, then I think it's a good idea to really be honest and tell your audience that you're changing things up. Now, because you've got a plan, you can actually tell people what they can expect from you. You can write this in your bio or on your LinkedIn profile or your Facebook group description. The advantage of doing this is that it's really, really targeted and you're telling people that come and follow me if you want, and then you fill in that blank. And this gives people a really solid reason to decide whether or not they want to connect with you. And that's exactly what we want, because if someone just connects with you for the sake of it, or they're just connecting with you to reciprocate, like say on Instagram, you follow someone and they follow you back, then chances are they're not going to engage with your content, because they're just sort of being polite. But if you give them a really clear reason why they should connect with you and why they might want to join your community, then they are far more likely to be really, really interested. It's a great way to cross pollinate as well, because let's say in your Facebook group description, you're saying join this community if you want. And then you can say, but if you would like a little bit of whatever, then come and join me on this platform. And you can do that for all the different platforms so that you're connecting with people everywhere. And it means that you're developing relationships faster, you're developing deeper relationships, and you're essentially creating this world that people want to be in and they want to stay in. Now, my fourth tip is a really big one. It's a quick one, but it has a huge impact. And that is to participate. Whichever social media platform you want to boost your results for, 
you need to engage. Remember, this is social media. We often focus on the media side. We post our content, but we forget the social side. Now, engaging with other people, engaging with their content is so important for so many reasons. Engaging in other people's content means that you can support other people and they're more likely to reciprocate. You can build relationships with people. You get in front of more eyes. That's just a few of the advantages. But a really big one is that it makes using the platform really enjoyable. And when you enjoy using a platform, it really shows in your content. And that's really the key to unlocking success on social media. You could go for paid ads, you can, you can go for whatever you want, but if you develop relationships, you will attract paid clients. Now, this whole concept of the importance of you enjoying using a platform is also a really key way to stay motivated. The biggest thing that happens is that people start with a lot of enthusiasm, but when they don't see results fast, then they lose some of that motivation. It can be really demoralizing. Now, understanding why you may not be getting the results is a whole different conversation. And if it's something you want to unpick, then please do reach out to me. But a key way to stay motivated is to enjoy using that platform. The more you enjoy it, the more you're going to want to use it. And participating and having people in there who you want to be having conversations with and you want to see their content, all of that will add to the enjoyment. My fifth tip is to get other people involved in your content. Now, don't just tag people in your content for the sake of it. It can be a bit spammy and it trains people to actually ignore your content. When they see a notification saying you have been tagged by so-and-so, if they know that you have this habit of just spamming with tags, they're going to ignore it. It's kind of similar to the everyone tag in Facebook groups. Depending on when you're listening to this, I don't know whether they'll get rid of that feature. But there's this tag where you can type everyone and it notifies everyone in that Facebook group. But you can get people involved in a way that's really relevant. So let's say you've collaborated with someone or let's say you've found something that someone else has shared really inspirational. You can springboard from that and you can create a piece of content almost in response to that and tag them. One way that I get people involved, I do it in different ways, but one of the ways is when someone joins, when someone requests to join my Facebook group, I ask them some specific questions. And one of them is where they tell me what kind of content, what kind of topics they would like me to talk about. So what I do is I make a list of all of them. I record every single thing that people write. And in response to that, I create things like podcast episodes or I create a YouTube video and I tag them. I say this question was asked by so-and-so or I share it in the group and I tag them and I say, thanks for asking this great question. Here's my answer. So you're actually listening to people and you're engaging with them in a different way, in a way that gets them really involved. And this is a great way to revive your social media on any platform, really, because that social side of social media marketing is really important. You need other people for social media marketing to work. Social media marketing is not just about you churning out content, no matter how good your content is. It is about other people because they are the reason you're doing it. My sixth tip is to use the tools that individual platforms give you to your advantage. I know I mentioned it earlier, but I just want to zoom in on this because I have asked you to focus just on one platform at a time. So, for instance, if we're talking about 
your Facebook group. As I mentioned earlier, ask those questions before someone joins really intentionally. Even if it's a group that could be public, make it private. Make it exclusive so that you have an opportunity to gather some information. On Instagram, use the stories to really keep in touch with your followers. Your stories can be used for followers, reels can be used to attract new followers and your grid can be used for everyone. And my seventh tip is to do everything you possibly can to make your life easier. If you're in a situation where you have stopped posting, you haven't posted for a while and you're struggling to get back into it, chances are you burnt out or chances are you found it demoralizing and so now you're struggling with the motivation to get things started again. Now burnout can be very real, especially in this situation where you are tripling down and you're making the effort to post loads and loads of content on a particular platform. So to avoid it, use things like scheduling apps so that you are always ahead. Now, some people advise against using scheduling apps. I will never understand why they would advise you not using one because it has been so amazing for me. It's the one thing that allows me to post on so many different platforms so frequently. It doesn't mean you're being inauthentic. Look, I still create all of my content, but you know that plan I mentioned in the second tip? Well, that's what helps me schedule while staying really relevant. And the great thing about scheduling ahead is that, let's say you always aim to be two weeks ahead. You might have a week where you're just, it's just one of those weeks, you're really busy. It means you're not under pressure to be creating content that week for social media because you've got it covered. And that's a really crucial thing because to unlock success on social media, you have to be consistent. Part of being consistent is choosing a schedule that really works for you, something you can sustain. So don't Google the whole how many times a day should I post on whatever platform and what time should I post. Do something that works for you because I'm not saying that that data and that information is wrong, but ultimately you're not going to get any use out of it if you can't sustain it. So choose a schedule that really works for you. Use things like scheduling apps. And if you want a bit of room to be really nice and creative, then leave gaps in your schedule. So instead of scheduling something every single day, maybe schedule it three times a week so that on those gaps, on those other days, that's when you can post something spontaneous. There are lots of different ways to use your scheduling to just alleviate the pressure, but also give you some flexibility. And the one tip I'm really going to end on, because this is really important, is don't put pressure on yourself to do everything from day one. So I've talked about a lot of different tips. I've talked about using all the different tools that Instagram might give you or Facebook might give you. But don't try and do all of it from day one. Because if you try and do that, not only will you feel overwhelmed, but it might stop you from actually getting started because you're trying to think, okay, what's the best strategy for me to use the guides and the lives and the this and the that? Don't let that stop you. Just build it up. So for instance, you could just start by engaging on other people's content for just five minutes a day. That's it. Now, a lot of experts will tell you, and they're not wrong, to engage for at least 10 minutes before you post your content. That way you're more likely to get engagement. But you don't need to have that all fixed in place from day one. Just start getting in the habit, start building momentum. So if you don't do anything else, just focus on high quality content, use a schedule that's sustainable for you and spend no more than five minutes a day engaging with some other people's content. Because ultimately with social media, you want to be consistent and doing something is better than doing nothing. So let me do a really quick summary. 
To revive your social media or to boost the results you're getting, the first thing you want to do is triple down on just one platform. Focus on getting those results from one platform. The second thing is to have a plan. A plan might mean different things to different people. For you, it might be having a monthly theme. But regardless of how you craft your plan, make sure that it really ties in with what you sell. Remember, your ultimate aim isn't to get followers, it isn't to get engagements, it's to sell. So think about whether there are any seasonal peaks or any seasonal troughs where you know it's a quieter time and that would be the ideal time to start talking about whatever that topic is. Once you have a plan, you can now really refine those group descriptions or your bio or your about me page, whatever it might be. Give people a really clear reason as to what to expect from you so that they can decide whether or not to connect with you. The fourth thing, and this was the big one, and that is to participate. Engage with other people's content. If you're in a situation where you think, but I can't find anything to engage with, then you need to change your connections. You need to connect with people who do post things that you find really interesting. The fifth thing is to get other people involved. You can collaborate with people. You can tag people because they've inspired you. You can respond to questions that you've been asking in your membership questions when someone joins your Facebook group. My sixth thing is to use the individual platform tools to your advantage. When you're focusing on just one platform, really learn the different aspects of that platform and think about how you can use the different facilities and the different tools to really work for your audience and to really optimize your results. And my seventh thing is do everything you can to make your life easier. Don't put yourself under pressure to create fresh and current and relevant content every single day. Use things like scheduling apps. Make sure you're always ahead. You can always change it up. That doesn't mean it's fixed in place, but it means that you're not under pressure. Create a schedule that you know will be sustainable for you. Don't put pressure on yourself to do everything from day one. Just build it up, do what you can for now, and then just layer on top of that. Because I promise you, the more you do this, the faster it will be for you. So I hope you found these tips useful. I always talk about things that I know work because I've tried it, but I have also encouraged my clients to try it. So everything I talk about is tried and tested. So just trust me, trust the process and give this a go. Remember, you do need to give it time. Just because you change things up, you're not going to see results in 24 hours. So trust the process, stay patient, stay consistent. And if you would like any help, then just reach out. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. And you'll hear from me next week where I'll be talking about helping people versus getting clients and how to find that balance so that you actually attract paid customers. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.